Welcome back to Square Horror. I'm your Duke of Spook, Danny. I'm the Master of Scaramonies, Matt, and we're going back in time. Yes, happy Halloween, everybody, if you're listening to this when this episode airs today. Um, If you're not, I hope you're still in the Halloween spirit, because we still are. Um, We're always in the Halloween spirit. As we get here to cover Fear Street Part 3, 1666. Which must have been the most badass year for anyone that wasn't a Puritan. (laughs) Which, sadly, most everyone was a Puritan then. <sighs> yeah. Missing out, man. Sucky times. And, I mean, this that's what one of the things this movie really sells. Uh, how desolate and horrible it was living back then. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could you really had to go steal. Yeah, you had, you, you had to go steal berries from a weird apothecary in the woods. And that was your drugs. <clears throat> like, that's how you got high. <laughs> and if, hell forbid, if you got caught outside dancing and drinking, you could be burned, burned at the stake as a witch. Yeah, you'll be, that's, you know, that's inviting in the devil. So unless you're frowning constantly, <laughs> the devil's going to bite your ass, man. Well, and Good if you, if you are the devil on one person, you're done for. That's it. Dude. Oh, the fucking neighbor gossip homeowners association bullshit. Uh, that was the that made up the hierarchy of these like the whole time that they're doing these like witch trials. I'm like, where are the authorities? Like, you're just people. Like, you're just mm-hmm. dudes living in town. Like, what the fuck? You're not. Yeah, that's somewhat that's important. the problem. There was no one in charge. Everyone was in charge, which meant everyone the had guy, their own opinions. The main accuser was a man literally named Mad, Mad Thomas, Thomas, who was known for being a drunk. Mm-hmm. And you're letting him tell you, like, what to do? Yeah. Yeah. Bad call. Your your society needs to be fucking fixed. <clears throat> Maybe we need a king. Anyway, <laughs> 1666, part three of the Fear Street store saga. Yeah. Uh, and it's where it ends. So what we're going to be doing is not only covering the 1666-like origin story of Sarah Fear and the town rivalry, but also the 1994 part two, mm-hmm. uh, where we talk about how th- the story of those characters ends, if they're able to put the curse to bed or not. Yeah. Um, I think you can guess which one it is, but it's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, before we jump into it, I would take this time to talk about the cast we have here. But we've met them all already. Um, these are yeah, all returning, char- <laughs> returning actors from the previous two movies playing uh, different roles back in 1666 because no one in this movie is immortal. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> at, for a split second, like when they were talking about, uh, like at the end when, when Dina wakes up and she like knows the truth mm-hmm. and she was like avoiding the sheriff and shit. I'm like, wait, are they trying to say that like he's immortal? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, but we've it, we already have met the benefit everyone. of having, yeah, we've got the benefit of having both movies cast together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have um, characters interacting. We haven't, or actors interacting that we haven't had before because they're still friends. Because there are protagonist teams, and they're still meeting with the antagonist teams, um, which is still yeah. fighting sh- sunny side versus shady side. Um, despite the fact that it's only one town of 
what is it? United? Unity. Unity. It's called, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, how about call it irony? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I think what's cool, though, is just because they're people that we know uh, or protagonists that we know doesn't mean that they uh, get to be spared. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I can think of one scene in particular, which is like the most metal uh, scene in this entire franchise. Uh, straight up, they kill, like, half of the main cast, uh, mm-hmm. of, like, from the past two movies. Yep. Um, and it's, like, holy, like, I remember thinking to myself, like, man, where's, where's, like, where's this person? Or, like, wait, what happened to them? And I remember, like, oh, wait, they were part of that, like, whole massacre of people that got murdered at the beginning. Yeah, so, again, like in 1978, um, this movie is not afraid to kill children again. Um, yeah, <laughs> which is a lot more upsetting this time. Uh, I feel like yeah, <laughs> but we'll get in a, into in that. a different sort of way. Yeah, um, <laughs> but like, there's also a couple new people I know. Um, at least for the 1994 uh, Dina and Josh family, we don't see their father. Um, mm-hmm. He's around, but he's kind of just alluded to being a drunk and constantly. Uh, gone mm-hmm. uh, in this movie i you know I, I would imagine that it's the same person in universe but their father is present and he's played by the the fun little av teacher from stranger things yeah yeah i like having him around yeah i also really i mean for the brief amount of time that he's around uh there's a blind pastor that sees demons yeah and it's sam's character's actor's dad mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, like, it's that's... all this. Uh... <laughs> Go ahead. So yeah, we have this pastor who is just kind of definitely going insane uh, because he just is muttering to himself pretty much every time you see him in this movie. Um, which yeah. they very quickly are like, yeah, something's fuck. Even the characters are like, yeah, something's fucking wrong with the pastor right now. But he's still our man of God, so like we can't blame him for him going insane because he's supposed to be our like, way to talk to God. And so we don't really know what to blame, but we gotta find something to blame for this man going insane. Yeah, because if we don't do it, I mean, fuck, we might actually start living our lives uh, without fear and mm-hmm. uh, pro- contributing to a more productive, uh, equal, equal society. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't want to do that, so um, it's time to blame people. Uh, but because it's the, like, Pilgrim times, uh, presumably in whatever state Fear Street is set in, mm-hmm. uh, somewhere on the East Coast, I'd imagine, uh, you get to have the typical fun, anytime there's a 17th century story, you get to have cool names, uh, like Constance or Abigail, Solomon, Cyrus, like, all these names that are, like, really cool. Cyrus was like, my when you favorite. say them... I love that name, especially because it's the name of a scary blind priest who, like we were saying, just mutters all the time and mm-hmm. sees demons. Uh, and the kids are just kind of like, Haha, isn't it funny that he can like he has the true sight? And he's like, ah, but like demons are real. And I'm like, man, that's kind of a cool life as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like the creepy guy that lives across the street, like is the pastor and he's blind and he sees demons mm-hmm. and you see him every day because he's the pastor of your yeah. church. Well, yeah, and, like, he doesn't get put in front of the church very often anymore because now they're just like, we're just going to let him do his thing and we'll convene for <laughs> church on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, we'll just, uh, he's the priest, but, like, we'll just 
I'll take him at his word for it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like an alderman good. Uh, he's the more or less like the in charge of the town. Mm-hmm. So the goods family has been around uh, this whole Always. time. Uh, and they're still played by the same people. Same guys. Um, <laughs> but the the mayor, I think, because I think the mayor also has a son who's one of the people that initially accuses him. But at the very least, Solomon Good is uh, just like Sheriff Good, um, is kind of different from the rest. Mm-hmm. Not only is it who Seraphir is betrothed to, uh, Seraphir in this context is Dina. Because uh, mm-hmm. Dina's looking at her life, so Dina is playing her, so we're seeing uh, just her yeah. being around everybody else. Uh, but Solomon is, like, you know, he's just not only different so from, like, I you d- know, he's just a good person, too. <laughs> yeah, I do want to uh, quickly contradict something you said. They're not betrothed, actually. Oh. Um, it's just that because she, like, actually tries to take care of him, everyone thinks that they're in love Despite the fact uh, that, much like Dina in the ninth in the twentieth century, Sarah has a lesbian lover. I that I'm like okay, so we're just we're just Dina at this point. We're just yeah. gonna be Dina, um, which is fine because then it kind of makes me excuse a lot of the Sarah Fear stuff um, mm-hmm. because I'm seeing Dina do it. And I'm like, you, this is just the same way that you solve problems in 1994, where it's like, hey. I'll die to prove that I'm lesbian. Mm-hmm. And Sam's like, mm, I don't know. That might be kind of stupid of us to die for nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, no, don't drag her into this with you. Yeah. Yeah. Dina's still doing her Dina thing, but granted it does <laughs> prove that there, there is some uh, consistency between the yes. uh, generations uh, in these towns, <laughs> I guess. That's true. Well, and the generation thing for sure. So, like, the goods being in charge mm-hmm. uh, has kind of always been the deal. Um, and they have a witch legend, too. So, like, in modern Fear Street, they have this legend of Seraphir. Mm-hmm. Back then, they still have a witch legend also. Um, and just, like, real, quote-unquote, witches, it was, like, women that were pharmacists. Mm-hmm. And that lived out in the woods and, like, found herbal remedies for shit. Um, and they're just like, uh, go live in the woods. You're different. You're too different. And that's where all the kids go to get drugs. (laughs) Well, and heaven forbid, if they mess up one time, then they get called a like traitorous witch and then they get killed. Yeah. They're a witch instead of helping people. They're like, Oh, now you're poisoning them. You're bewitching them. Mm -hmm. Cause like, it's sad that there's such like that whole beginning scene where like the teenagers are walking around town being like, Hey, there's a full moon out tonight. Cause they're going to go party in the woods cause they're teenagers. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, man, it's so sad that there's a time when adults hated teenagers going out and having fun so much that they would kill them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not They're a like, great way of looking back at the time. You can't have fun. The devil is going to come in and kill us, so fun is, like, illegal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can't have a good time. You just have to constantly be, um, uh, what is it, repenting for your sins. Yeah, constantly be feeling bad that uh, you're not good enough for God. Yeah. Um, but that apothecary woman, um, the kids, I, I, it seems like they have a pretty decent relationship with her. Um, it's either that least... or they just know when she's not around so they can rob her house. 
because I can't really tell. Because they show up yeah, and she's yeah. not there, but they're like, oh, this was going to be okay, but now it's even better. And then she does yeah, show then up just and take shit it. gets a little weird. Well, she shows up when they're like, oh, hey, you, it looks like you're into some evil satanic shit, uh, mm-hmm. normal not witch woman. And she looks at him like, bro, like, don't fuck with that. Like, it's... She's like, this is a terrible idea. Don't yourself. do this. Yeah, like, don't... For yeah, she pulls up a, a Pascal and is like, "Hey, I know this looks like the answer to all of your problems, but like, don't don't do use it. it. Please don't do it. Uh, the devil is all over it, and although it looks pretty awesome, uh, don't do it. Press mm-hmm. trust us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but with the witch stuff aside." Just like the other Fear Street movies, they take they take a lot of decency to um, address the characters, mm-hmm. uh, spend time with them, and and get you to get to know them. Well, yeah, and it gets you to know how these characters have always interacted, and then how they that those interactions change once the thoughts of a witch in their midst becomes a much larger problem. Uh, like everybody yeah. seems to, well, not everybody, but most people seem to get along with um, Sarah Fear <laughs> and her te- and her team of friends, except for fucking Alderman Good, who just kind of has a stick up his butt most of the time. Yeah, Alderman um, Good is really shitty to her, like, and outright. Hannah's mom like, is fucking pissed. Well. Hannah's mom does not like Sarah Fear. <laughs> Hannah's mom doesn't like Sarah. However. Hannah's mom, at least for her context, has reason to not like Sarah Fear because Sarah is clearly in love with her daughter and doesn't do a great job of, like, hiding it in a culture that not only is it not acceptable, but it's, like, punishable by death. Yeah. Uh, Because, again, anything that is bad lets the devil in, and they believe that so wholeheartedly that they will, and we see it to, to very sad effect, like, they blame themselves when they sin, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm literally not worthy. Oh, like, I am bad. Like, I, I did this. Like, okay. I didn't. I should have known not to be a sinner. And I'm like, all right. If we're going to get into this, we got to get into what is probably the saddest scene for me in this movie. Which is when Sarah's dad is talking to her after he finds out that, like, she's pr- pretty much in love with Hannah. Because he's yeah. like this is my fault. It's because your mother died and I raised you too much like a boy. And he takes this whole, like, sad scene talking about how everything's because he couldn't give her the life that she needed to have. And all the while, I'm just sobbing watching this because I'm like, no, it's nobody's fault. They just live like this. This is just how humanity works. It's... Yeah. And, like, the fact that they're having this realization in 1666, it's just like, why can't some people have that realization now? But I digress. I mean, fucking double woke for it is like when the chips are down and the town has already more or less decided that Sarah's guilty and they Mm -hmm. need to kill her. She goes and hides out with Solomon and he's like, hey, you know, like, you know, it's not that big a deal. Like, you know, even if you were caught with Sam in the woods, Mm -hmm. like it's not a big deal because it was just a one time thing. And she's like, what if it wasn't a one time thing? What if that's just how I feel? And he honestly is like, okay, so what? And she's like, well, so what? That means I invited the devil in. That means that I chose sin and th- I've fucked up the whole town for it. So maybe they're right. Maybe I do deserve to be destroyed. And he really looks at her and he's like, in in 1666 terms, is basically like, 
no, like that's not how the devil works. Like mm-hmm. it, it's like the the modern day uh, Christian example, because like plenty of denominations of Christians have reassessed their uh, stance on uh, same sex coupling and same sex marriage, mm-hmm. and the vast majority of them will say the exact same thing. They're like, why would God say that? you loving someone is is evil mm-hmm. like that that is uh, completely the opposite of what his whole deal is about and he's even like bro you can't just invite the devil in on accident the devil would be everywhere if, yeah. if people did that he's like it has to be a conscious effort and you are not a bad person so it could not be a conscious effort and that's where i was like oh mm-hmm. that's really sweet well yeah he's he's so sweet in that moment and this is yeah this is when the whole town has decided that she is the one to blame for all of the bad things that are happening in this town um yeah like the pastor going crazy and okay we got to get into this with the bro can we talk about this oh man okay so we so uh, go outside one day it's the it's like probably seven o'clock at night so the sun is down and there are people just outside of the church not able to get in because the pastor has has kidnapped most of the children of the town and brought them in for a private sermon first of all so many red flags if none of the parents know about it yeah it was like when they heard about the like yeah the pastor took all the children for a private sermon they all went Oh shit! Like they all like realized it mm-hmm. right when they heard it. They're like, mm, "This doesn't feel right," and then it's so much worse than they could have ever dreamed. Yes, yeah. Please continue, Matt. Oh, okay. So they come in. Uh, well, it, Solomon is the one. Solomon that shows breaks up first. in a side door. Yeah, Solomon and a couple other men like break a barricaded door to get in. Solomon looks inside. You can see the look on his face drop. And he turns around. He's like, keep everybody away. And like, because all the parents are there, too. Mm -hmm. So they're already there pulling a Halloween kills, looking in there and seeing shit that they're never going to. They didn't have therapy back then. No. But even if they did, like, you don't ever recover from that shit. No. Um, Because what Solomon sees is the the blind pastor, Cyrus, uh, has taken all of the children into the church, which also doubles as, like, the town meeting center. Mm-hmm. It's that very typical, like, Salem witch trial thing where it's, like, a couple of judge-type uh, benches um, behind, like a, like, a little mini, like, barricade and then a bunch of pews in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the pastor standing at this pulpit with his head down, tapping, r- rhythmically tapping this, like, metal hook, mm-hmm. like, against the wood. And just kind of muttering weird shit to himself. And as Solomon goes in and he sees all these people sitting in the pews, all the children that are sitting there uh, with flies buzzing around him, he sees that all of them are missing their eyes mm-hmm. and they're all clearly dead. And the pastor, all he starts repeating is, I can see now. I can see everything. And I'm like, whoa, shit. Yeah. And it's then, nuts, and it's the most satanic way to, like, show there's witches about, you know? Well, yeah, and then the pastor tries charging Solomon, and Sarah kills him with a, with a pitchfork. No, it's the flip. Because Sarah oh, goes in and right. finds out her that's brother, right. her brother, Josh, yeah, Josh we, we is was talking dead. before, like, yeah, like in the 1600s. young Ziggy. Yeah, young Ziggy and Josh, um, they're all dead, and, you know, they're... they're Dina, not Dina, Sarah is, like, obviously mortified, and then the pastor comes to kill her, yeah, and mm-hmm. then Solomon, like, stabs him with a rake. You're right. 
And it's just like, all right, everybody. Like, because up until that point, the town had already been experiencing, like, symptoms, for lack of a better word, of bewitchment. Mm -hmm. Uh, After that moon, that, like, uh, full moon party that the kids had out in the woods, where not Sam, her name's Hannah. Hannah. Um, Yeah, Hannah and Sarah hooked up in a field, and um, they were pretty sure somebody saw them. Mm -hmm. And it was also right after... I don't know who he was, but someone, like, tried to rape Hannah. Yeah. Uh, and then kind of, like, left in shame and kind of took that badly. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were thinking, like, he might have seen them. Uh, Mad Thomas, uh, who's Tommy uh, from 1978. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, like, all but positive that they're lesbians. Mm-hmm. So he's calling shit out. But, like, no one listens to him. But now there's evidence. Because after this big party, you know... Food is going bad. Water is poison. There's a dead dog in the really well. Scary. It's her dog too. Yeah. It's Sarah's dog. It's Sarah's dog that went missing about a day ago. Yeah, which is not so. Okay. Like they're fucked. It's very much like the Vavitch, uh, the A twenty four movie, where it's like when your crops start to fail, like anything that's like seems otherworldly as an influence. Mm-hmm. people start to think witches or, you know, some kind of divine intervention. Yeah. And with all this, you know, it's sad because, like, the scariest thing about the old times is, like, once everyone dislikes you, game over. Like, yeah, that's there's it. nothing that can be done, especially when they're, like, I, I don't want to say, like, people back then were stupid because we technically have the same brains, uh, but they certainly weren't very well educated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean... To them, they're like, if it looks like a witch, it smells like a witch, and it someone tells witch. me it's a witch, it's a witch. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, it's very sad that they're so quick to blame now that they see that shit's wrong. So all they need is one more little, like, like something to bust it. I say, yeah, they just need someone to blame so that they can go on and live their lives after the fact. And unluckily yeah, all they for need them... Yeah. The two lesbians are the ones yeah, who are going like, to get blamed. Specifically, the final nail in the coffin is the person who tried to essentially assault Hannah blames yeah, he Hannah says and that Sarah. They saw him. Yeah, yeah. That, He's like, I saw him fornicating with the devil. And I'm like, first of all, if you did, your eyeballs would have melted out of your head for how cool that is. <laughs> Secondly... Just because the lesbians didn't want to have sex with you doesn't mean they should die. Mm-hmm. All right? Like, like, we don't have to... That's pretty much common sense, dog. Yeah. Um, but, yes, yeah, so... Um, they immediately grab Hannah because Hannah's mom is ready to hand her over f- to die. But Sarah goes running away. Um, and I, I don't want to do this again uh, to compare Dina's shit and Sam's shit, or in this case, Sarah's shit and Hannah's shit. But think about, think about what, where Hannah's at right now. Her father, she just watched the whole neighborhood discover that her father killed, like, 15 people mm-hmm. in the gr- goriest, most satanic, obviously witchy way possible. Her mother already thinks that something's off with her. Because uh, she's clearly lesbian. Mm-hmm. Um, the town is going to shit. You know, Hannah's a little bit more in tune with reading the writing on the wall. So she probably picked up pretty early on, like, okay, we cannot have any attention called to ourselves, mm-hmm. Sarah. 
because shit is not good and we will get murdered even if there is no bewitchment, even if they just find out that we're lesbians, like mm-hmm. they'll kill us. Like, don't give them any more reason to. And when Sarah comes up and is like, hey, we got to like fight this. We got We should just be open. We should just leave. And like, you know, just to Hannah, that's not exactly possible. Mm-hmm. So in a very Dina way, Sarah still like over exaggerates how unfair it is for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like doesn't really take into consideration that like she's not the only one on the chopping block here which is interesting because the legends have never mentioned hannah miller yeah they've only ever mentioned sarah fear yeah so Uh, i'm like yeah i know it's your legend but like someone else might go down for this you know um so yeah so um sarah runs off to solomon's house for safekeeping and people show up to solomon's house because they know that he knows her and so she has to hide underneath the house when she makes a little discovery, it's the caves. It is the tunnels of demons. Yeah, because at the center of it is a big, fat spell book. Yeah. Because uh, I, I think it should be mentioned when she is initially confronting Hannah and being like, we should just, you know what? If they think we're witches, like, we let's just be, be, witches. be witches. Let's straight up make a deal with the devil. Let's kill. I'm like, whoa, 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 Sarah, whoa. It's really hard for me to agree with you killing generations of people for hundreds of years if it's just because you didn't think life was fair. Because mm-hmm. I understand, but, like, come on, Sarah. Um, but that isn't the case. Yeah. Uh, she originally thinks that she could make a deal because uh, she can't have her way um, in a very Dina way. But um, the tables get turned in a way that I was a little upset with just because I, I would have fallen for it, too. Yeah. Who's the uh, bad guy? Who's so the guy behind the curse? Solomon Good himself. God! The good boy. I don't accept it! He was too nice to her! Devil. The thing is, he's nice to her, but he's he's been too scorned by the rest of the world. Fate has continuously frowned upon him. He can't find the, like, content life he's looking for with ease. And so how does he go about it? The The devil. devil. Because he's like, yeah, you know he what? summons a it's pustule a, in the earth. It's a lot easier for me to just have a good life by, like, offering up somebody else's soul so that I can have a good life for my ancestors. And everyone's, and I'm yeah. just like, um, hold up. So you're not even the one making the sacrifice. You're just going to be shitty to other people for generations now. And he <laughs> is. Um, it's It's kind of a cool way when you think about it like 1666 in america was they were we were not america yet but mm-hmm. that's where the sentiment of what america like the bedrock of what american culture was built on started back that in this time mm-hmm. uh so isn't it interesting how um society has not changed very much yeah um, the american dream was it, a deal with the yeah, devil like isn't it kind of though fucked up that like that's like everything he's describing like his motives make a lot of sense to mm-hmm. me I don't agree with them, but like it, it makes a lot of sense from like an um, from the early American dream of like we left this country to do things our own way. We mm-hmm. want to flesh out something on our own uh, and be the masters of our own destiny by any means necessary, mm-hmm. which is not only the like slogan of America, but that is actively encouraged by society. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, making a deal with the devil is bad, especially in Puritan society, but it's kind of hard for them to argue, 
like, hey, I mean, these are the re- like we have been taught to use our resources to the best of our ability, and the resource here happens to be black magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, Solomon comes down and sees that uh, Sarah knows what's going on now, and he's just like, hey, yeah, <laughs> um, let's talk about this for a minute, and she's like, no, and she tries to run away, well, and he, he fucking. Even... Sorry, you were saying. I was like everything we were just saying, like she was this close to striking a deal with the devil for the exact same reason. Mm -hmm. And the reason that he was looking out for her at all. And the reason that he cares for her at all and was trying to protect her was because he's like, yeah, I see that in you. Like, I understand that that is who you are also. Like you Mm -hmm. also feel frustrated that this society isn't letting you be who you want to be. That's the whole reason we left you know, England or wherever in the first place. Mm -hmm. So like you should be, you know, on my side with this. Yeah. uh, Until he chops her hand off. I was going to say, fucking really gnarly way. Before he even does that, he's kind of like, Hey, you know, I've got a thing for you. And like, we can fake this out for the rest of our lives. If you just agree to be with me for the rest of my life. And we're just like, hmm, so all that good stuff from Solomon Good was all just a ploy to get Sarah to agree with him. I mean... And it it gets real messy. Sort of. It gets real messy and gross there. Yeah. Um, The point is that, like, even if Solomon Good maybe... Like, yeah, he's a bad guy. But, like, his descendants were supremely worse. Oh, yeah. Uh, Like, the good legacy... Uh, of like Sunnyvale one-upping uh, a literal hellmouth mm-hmm. um, just so they can get better and like people over generations actively being like nah fuck these guys and just throwing them under the bus over and over it, it's like a very like third act purge anarchy thing where I'm yeah. like oh so you mean to tell me that like if the rich did have access to black magic they would do exactly <laughs> what they already do mm-hmm uh, so Sarah loses her hand in a gnarly, gnarly fashion in the in those tunnels, and then she yeah. appears to the masses and essentially is like, I did this. I was your witch. Hannah had nothing to do with it. Let her live. I did all of this shit to our town. And so she's about to get um, hanged because they weren't going to burn her at first. And the f- yeah. person who they don't burn witches in America, they're like we're civilized. I mean, come on, yeah. we gotta hang our witches. Come on, like let's let's not be silly. Um, so right before she gets hanged, the last person to put the noose around her neck is Solomon, and essentially in that Ooh. moment she does curse him. She curses his family. Yeah, his lineage. That yeah. she will forever uh, follow him, and the truth will be revealed. Because what's I mean, I don't remember it verbatim, but the nursery rhyme of, like, Seraphir's um, curse mm-hmm. is that it's all about how she cut off her hand to reach from beyond the grave to drive good men mad. Mm-hmm. So it's like the curse is directed at good men. Mm-hmm. But it got lost in translation and lost in the like propaganda and the the rewriting of this of history, mm-hmm. and it it's kind of sad too because I mean we knew Sarah was gonna get killed for her crimes that was like a matter of historical record, mm-hmm. but 
like her friends were the only one that like stayed after and were like we should bury her. Well, yeah, uh, and that's the reason her, her body here. isn't at the hanging tree in '78. Is because her friends yes. wanted to move it to a proper burial. I also think it's very sweet that they buried her with the little like moss like ribbon in her that that Sam puts in her hair or that mm-hmm. Hannah puts in her hair. And when they buried her, it spread. So that's why the moss, it, like that, like orangish, like red, mm-hmm. uh, f- like flaming looking moss, is so present in '94 and in '78. Yeah, which I thought was kind of cute and a bit of like a, um, like a like a Davy Jones kind of thing, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, and in the midst of this very scary thing, this thing that made it more scary actually serves to humanize it. Mm-hmm. Now we get to jump back into 1994 because Dina has yeah, seen what happened. Because I'm over here like, dude, what's the blood bond? Like, I still have questions. Like, you know, when you bleed on on the bones, like Sarah fears or not, like, why do all these murderers try to kill you? And that's what is important. Where now that we know that the good family perpetuates this curse every generation or so. Mm-hmm. They want to keep that secret safe because Hannah's, not Hannah, uh, Sarah's curse was that she would make sure that anyone that, like, found her body knew the truth. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, the devil and the minions that, you know, he gives the good family can't have that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we're back in 94 where Sam is still possessed by the demons, I guess. Um, yeah. And so Dina's like, Hey, um, the good family is kind of fucked up. And so they're like, and the first person they tell is Ziggy too. And that like is a whole other level of sad. Cause then she's like, but I thought he loved me. Mm -hmm. And though she, it, it made her look at the tragedy at Nightwing so differently because he made sure that she didn't die Mm -hmm. because even though he was still part of this cute little like satanic family tradition in his family, he didn't want her to die. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like the goods still want the, like they still value human life, but like they still are like, well, it's kind of my duty now to my family and to my town to keep this curse going. Yeah. They don't care about shady siders. They just care about the people that the few people they do care about. Yeah, so, like, it still makes them bad. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like it made them more relatable as villains. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I always liked Nick. I thought he was a decent man. Again, obviously, it was... He was asking them questions about it because he wanted to know if they knew anything so mm-hmm. he could kill them. But his behavior in 1978 kind of makes me still think, like, yeah, he probably doesn't want to do it this way but it's the only way mm-hmm. yeah yeah it makes him so much like worse because we then get to see the little like compilation of all of the good family members <laughs> summoning the curse onto specific people so you know there's definitely that a personal did... vendetta most of the time yeah that did make the curse a lot more like a twist of the knife that they choose who goes mad Mm -hmm. and they deliberately choose people that like no one would ever think would be violent just so they can make everyone in Shadyville that much sadder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now they know that good knows about what's going on and that they have to stop good. 
And so how, they got to have some extra hands on deck. So who do they go get, Matt? They go get the janitor, Martin, who I totally forgot about until he showed back up. And I'm like, oh, wait, it's that cool dude that, like, um, that Josh, like, helped get out of handcuffs. And he was like, hey, man, you never need me. Here's my card. And I'm like, what a cool dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and Josh rolls up with, uh, with Ziggy and, and Dina in a stolen police car to this guy's house. And he's like, want to help us kill Sheriff Good? And his first response let me get my coat. I'm like, man, this guy's the coolest. <laughs> I love Martin. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Because he also was just so long for the ride, and it isn't until about halfway through he's like, wait, so what's actually happening here? Yeah, like, he... Well, and not only that, but he also, like, they get Martin not just for extra help, but because Martin is good mm-hmm. uh, at plans. Yeah. Like, he's he knows the ins and outs of the mall, so they have this very cool, intricate plan of how they're going to stop the curse. They've deduced that since Nick Good is the, is the like, the propagator of the curse, and without him, there is no one to, like, steal the blood bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if they kill him, the curse will be broken. Yes. Um, I don't know if that means that they'd have to kill his brother too or if his brother just got like passed over in terms of the family so tradition and it's doesn't because know. it's the firstborns of the family i thought the mayor was the firstborn though i did too but they explain in it that it's the firstborn so i guess nick is the firstborn and went in to become a sheriff instead of running the town as mayor i guess i don't re- it gets a little fuzzy for me here but wait, because wasn't his older brother, like, the other counselor in 1978? Yes, so it doesn't make older sense to me. brother. Yeah, um, yeah, that's why I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> but I suppose it could just be that it passes to one member of the family rather than all yeah, members of the family. Yeah, that's what I figured. I guess yeah. it does. Uh, this is where it gets a little fuzzy for me. Um, but anyway. I don't know. Yeah, well, the point is that... Nick is the one that is doing the curse. So mm-hmm. theoretically, if they stop him, then they'll be done. Yes. Um, but they need Martin because they're like, okay, so now that he knows that we know, he's going to send every single possible killer in the arsenal mm-hmm. to kill them because he needs them to be stopped. Yeah. So we're talking like every single massacre uh, is on the trail for Dina now. Mm-hmm. So very similarly to their supermarket showdown in the first movie, they're going to employ the tactic of, like, using blood to lure them into different places. Mm -hmm. And they need Martin because Martin's the guy that knows the ins and outs and operating systems of the mall. Mm -hmm. So they take take advantage of the um, security doors uh, in the mall, Mm -hmm. and they're trying to make trails of blood into those stores so that they can trap all the killers and then kill Nick. Yes. Um, the, the setup though, like it's all this black light stuff and the, the lights in the mall. It's so cool. It's just such a cool scene. I love it so much. Mm -hmm. And their big end game is to, uh, as Ziggy says, carry, uh, Nick good by that. I mean, like they're going to cover him in Dina's blood so that the killers kill him. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So the whole reason that the blood on Sarah's bones is what, conjures the um killers is that the killers are trying to stop anyone who may know the truth from revealing what's been going on yes um so yeah we have a nice little moment between um 
Josh and Dina, where he tries to like give her his way of going through life to like it's so be cute. A, like be able to help her as she's facing a potential deadly situation. And he's just like, "Do you know the Konami code? Because that gives me extra lives when things get rough, and I think that's what we need right now." And my little Bro, heart, oh yeah, dude, that's his like fun like. Instead of it being a really sad conversation with Alice and Christine in the in the tunnels mm-hmm. about everyone having their own way of surviving Shady Side, this is his way. Yeah. It's positivity. Yeah. Like the more we cover these movies, the more parallels I see to <laughs> Halloween ends. Yeah. But like <laughs> the, the only way to get through the darkness is to not let it in. Mm-hmm. And his way of not letting it in is to be like, hey there's there's reasons uh to want to have more than this like you can have more than this life Mm -hmm. that's why he likes to be on the internet that's why he's into just fun cool stuff and why i like to posit that he grows up to be like a screenwriter or something Mm -hmm. uh and uh but his little konami code mantra it's it's so cute and yeah him telling it to dina like i love the moments that they're allowed to bond with each other because mm-hmm. um, when we get them, they they feel really good. They feel very real. Yeah. Uh, so the Blacklight Mall showdown begins, um, and is rad. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, man, it's so cool. It's really cool. And it almost seems to be working at first, but then um, they realize that Sam has gone missing. So Dina has to go try to find her, stop her from hurting herself, and stop Dina from dying which leads both well, Dina, Sam and Sheriff Good into the tunnels below. Yeah, cuz in the meantime what uh Ziggy and Martin have decided to do is just shoot each of the killers with Dina's blood and then have them fight each other. Yeah. Which is a great idea. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> Especially because I really just wanted to see which of them was the most dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have this, like, creepy My Bloody Valentine type guy who's bigger than Tommy is. Mm-hmm. Because Tommy was the one I was the most afraid of, and they just brought this dude up. I'm like, wait, wh- who are you? Mm-hmm. What's your deal? Um, and they just w- literally rip each other limb from limb. <laughs> yeah. Um. So while they're occupied, uh, the gang in the, in the, in the catacombs is uh is deep into the the pustule. Yeah, they're getting area. close to like the heart of the um the curse, the literal beating yeah. heart in that center section. Um It's the thing that spawns uh the killers mm-hmm. uh, if they need to be spawned again. Yeah. And so um Sam attacks Dina, but Dina is able to incapacitate her uh through uh, loving eyes and a solid punch to the skull. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know why she hesitated um, because literally nobody in the history of the curse has ever hesitated, mm-hmm. but it did give her enough time to hit her and it wasn't like that she snapped out of it or something. Yeah, yeah, it's not that it broke the curse, it's just that it gave her enough time to incapacitate her. Um, yeah, which was nice. Um and Dina does the same sort of thing when she fights Nick. Is mm-hmm. all she really does is take a second to make him touch the pustule. Yeah, which which installs uh, Sarah's curse on the Good family, which makes him see all of the people who have died because of his family's wrongdoings. 
Yeah, and it's, a lot of them are people that we know, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's people that we've seen get murdered. And Ziggy is one of them. Yeah, man. The young Ziggy from back in the day when she died and before she yeah. came back. Um, it was really cool and very, like, um, like Dr. Sleep. Yeah. Uh, to have like, just a ghost show up and be like, you're fucked, dude. <laughs> um, and then Dina is able to kill Nick and end the curse once and for all. And Martin lived. Martin survived it. Like, I, I was like, man, I really don't want you to kill Martin, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to get too attached because all my favorite characters, they end up murdering. And it makes me upset, yeah. so I'm glad that Martin lived. <laughs> so yeah, in the time after, um, the good family is exposed for screwing over a town. Um, Josh goes to school with his broken arm, um, and a girl signs her, like, I am name on it. And it's the yeah, same it's the... person that he was talking to in the first movie. How about that? For so now for he's him. got someone to talk to. Um, yeah. Everything works out for everybody, pretty much. I mean, Sunnyvale starts to have bad shit happen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, adult Ziggy uh, meets up with older Nurse Lane. Um, and they have a very kind of touching moment where they can kind of mutually rest easy knowing that they're loved ones that went mad mm-hmm. uh don't they didn't die like you know they, it's it's over it's not gonna hurt anybody ever again yeah um dina and josh's father gets a job he starts getting his shit back together mm-hmm. um martin invents the ipod <laughs> kind of like he was he he's was selling a cd about, like, player man, well he was selling a portable cd cd player mm-hmm. like like uh, without like because he was like man Walkman's kind of suck because you don't only have the one disc, and like if you jostle it or breathe on it wrong, it skips, which he's right about. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, man, what if you could have like more than one in like a little carrying thing that you could listen to? And I'm like, like the iPod. And he's like trying to like market it to the kids at school, and they're like, it's too big. And he's like, yeah, but like, it met, like look at, like, see what it's doing. And they're like, yeah, but it's, this is not efficient. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Martin. <laughs> uh, so yeah, everything seems good. And then in the middle of the credits, because it has to have a little fun yep. tease at the end, so a random hand grabs the book that summoned the deal with the devil. Yeah, because they just left the grimoire in the witch circle, mm-hmm. I mean, no one moved it, which I was like, uh, maybe get rid of that. Because, like, Dina knew that that was what brings the the deal. Yeah. And, I mean, if it's easy enough for a good to figure out, I mean, anyone could probably do it. Mm-hmm. Well, especially so in 1994. Yeah, I mean, like, pull a Jumanji and throw that book into the ocean. Like, get yeah. rid of it. Like, destroy yeah, it. Yeah, just hope something. it doesn't come back as a video game like Jumanji did. <laughs> as an audible yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny because like i i was the little little um like passage that like is the the ritual it's like all of these names for the devil mm-hmm. and it reminds me of the ghost song year zero which is trending a lot on tiktok uh which is just a bunch of like choir singers like scream singing different names for the devil mm-hmm. and it's very like satanic mass of it so i'm like okay all you got to do is sing a little bit of ghost over it and like read some words and put on a black kkk outfit and boom you can kill anyone you want yeah 
So, like, get rid of that book. And I think this might even serve to be like, well, maybe the mayor knew about the curse, mm-hmm. but he just wasn't the one doing it. But he does know what to go get because we learned that the end of that, like, secret passageway that leads right to, like, the witch mark mm-hmm. is, like, a little secret room underneath the good mansion. Yeah. So they can co- go and get to it when- whenever they feel like killing more people and bolstering their town. Mm-hmm. Maybe break that passage down too. I don't know. Like, there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot you gotta do. You gotta get rid of a lot of things there. Like, I don't know how they did that. Like, I don't know if anyone believes them or what they did. But it seems like from the way that they put up, uh, like Kate and the rest of the victims' names up on the school, that they don't blame them anymore. So at the very least, if they do, like, believe that the curse was real. And that magic is real, and that devil magic was the reason their town was suffering. Mm-hmm. Why would they not <laughs> destroy the te- like destroy yeah. the tunnels? Uh, you know, get some kind of settlement from the government. I don't know. Do uh, get something. rid of that book again. Like, do something, man. Like, I know we're like relieved, um, and we're still trying to find our footing from literal centuries of dark magic oppression. But like, man, the first thing I would do is at least make sure that it doesn't start again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that is the finale of the Fear Street trilogy. Yeah, man, that's it in a nutshell. It fucking rules, man. It's I great. thought Fear Street was great. Yeah, I really like this trilogy. I would definitely recommend it to anybody. It's a great watch. Um, we don't know how it is in one sitting, because we watched it over a period of time. But I'm sure it would be fun to binge watch these three, and you wouldn't yeah. need those recaps at the beginning of each of the movies. <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> but if you have to watch it interspersedly because we know people are busy all the time they do have those recaps so you don't yeah, have to worry about keeping us yeah um but yeah that has been our spooktober series this year folks oh man it, i thought it was great to to watch them independently because we wanted to address them all independently Mm-hmm. Um, but because it's also just a really engaging story, uh, it didn't just feel like they were extending it for like no reason. Yeah. Um, like this could have like worked as a show and they were just like, well, we can make it more. We don't need to make it that long. We could just make three succinct movies, mm-hmm. um, that work in a very episodic type style. And it will be especially be cool to rewatch this after some time knowing everything mm-hmm. and then trying to see if, you know, how good it is to pick up on all of these uh, references or just like, like, you know, foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, now that I know everything. Mm-hmm. So the rewatch, um, like what's the word? The rewatchability. The rewatch. Yeah. The rewatchability um, for this, for this franchise, I think is all is there is one. Mm-hmm. Um, because anytime there's a movie with a twist or anything that goes out of order, once you have seen all of it, I feel like it's even better once you watch it again. Yeah. Because then you kind of can see, like, okay, they set this up really well, or, like, you know, this is kind of even more interesting to think about now that I know mm-hmm. that, like, you know, Nick Good's evil. Uh, I know what happened to Camp Nightwing, so I can see why, you know, Ziggy would be so terrified. Yeah. Um, and just in general, like, I feel like it's just a... Very solid. We talked about it on the first episode, but it was like a very solid uh, stepstone 
uh, if for someone that was looking to get into horror. Yes. Yeah, I would, and I think that that holds true for the franchise too. Mm. Well, especially because the whole franchise gives a stepping stone not only into one kind of horror, but multiple different subgenres of horror and an interconnecting story. So not only will it inspire yeah, you yeah. to like a slasher movie, but it'll also inspire you to maybe venture out and see something that's like a classic A twenty four, The Witch, um, that's a little yeah. bit more intense, but is a very different style with the Puritans, um, and it'll also introduce yeah. you into the weaving stories that franchises sometimes have that sometimes all connect and sometimes don't, which is the fun mm-hmm. game we get to play as horror fans. Yeah, and and in this sense, because it was the the latter and not the former, mm-hmm. I, I it was a nicer payoff because there was a part of me, at least in the beginning of the first movie, when I was still trying to like figure out what the vibe was, mm-hmm. uh, that once I got it, I'm like, I really hope that this is coherent because the the tone of this whole franchise is so unique yeah. and it's so different um, from itself, movie to movie, but it's still like addresses things with the exact same amount of respect and reverence. So it feels like a series Mm -hmm. while feeling like very different movies. uh, The three of them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, like you can watch them out of order, but like watch the whole movie first. (laughs) Yeah. Like know the, know the story first so that you don't just watch like, like again, 1978, maybe like one of my favorite slashers just because it's so nuts mm-hmm. but like you should know it in context first before you go <laughs> back and watch, it watch randomly yeah yeah and yeah, we've said before they're all on netflix they're netflix originals mm-hmm. i doubt they'll ever leave so don't listen to this part netflix but like get someone's password and like watch it yeah. or you know <laughs> I know the kill counts for it on YouTube mm-hmm. um, do a really good job of kind of bringing it all together, especially if you just really want to see the kills. Yeah. Um, and like we said, they fucking got a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but that'll do it, man. We've yeah. got a really thick bonus episode coming out Yeah, we've got next a week. big episode coming for you on Saturday. Um, yeah, that will be a big, big boy. Um, and then we have... Very important... We will be jumping into November after I will have moved from uh, state to state, and we'll be ready to yeah. jump right into that. Yeah. So once Danny kind of settles down a little bit, we'll have a little bit more of a solid, um, you know, not only recording, but just we'll be back on track a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been really fun these last couple of months to do a series into other series and then into this. Yes. Uh because I don't know, I feel like these are really all real solid, mm-hmm. and I feel like especially with um, these movies being very accessible, uh, Halloween having just come out, um, a lot of our listeners that maybe haven't seen the movies or are still hopefully getting a little bit of a Halloween hangover mm-hmm. uh, can still listen to our fucking bullshit. Yeah, because we're not going to stop anytime soon. No, <laughs> no. Just because the season ends does not mean that we go to hibernate no we stay in our spooky season all year round yeah this is just when we like blossom Mm -hmm. and we bear our fruit (laughs) it's it's harvest time our our big globe uh what's the gourd 
Yeah. Uh, what the pumpkin? The all the pumpkin family. Yeah, the yeah, gourds. We're, the, we're our biggest and juiciest uh, time for harvest. <laughs> um, but we're always there all year round. Yes. <laughs> so follow our Instagram at the underscore square horror podcast. You can reach us at square horror podcast at gmail.com. And please do. Uh, I think these movies, again, awesome for beginners, awesome for people that want to get into the genre. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, if we sold you on these, I mean, we're doing our job right. Yeah. Um, advice. Um, living in America, um, in this case, literally at the end of a millennia, uh, comes with it a lot of um, questions. Um, should we hold on to the old ways or embrace the new, um, even though the new ways are scary and, uh, tumultuous, but we don't have to separate, uh, to be safe. Uh, we're actually a lot more safe if we come together. So that is my actual good advice All right. <laughs> for this one. And until next time, you all stay spooky out there. And black magic is good. <laughs> <laughs>